Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. What is going on? This is the first episode of Big Blue Lifers. I'm here with Dave. Dave's cameras. Oh, there you go. There's Dave. There we go. There we go. This is the Rook. And this is Scoreboard Addicts and Third Period Bourbon collaboration. We've been working on this for a few weeks. Couldn't get our scheduling right. But we finally got it right. Dave, what's going on? What's going on, brother? I mean, five and one. What else can I say? It feels it feels so freaking awesome. I'm so excited. It's been a while since we've been excited about Giants football, so... I think the, the last four years of suffering has finally paid off this 5-1 start. Last four years? I don't know what you're talking about. It's been the last since, – since we won the Super Bowl, it's been it's been pretty horrible. Yeah, that's For true. me, at least. Uh, but, it, oh, my God. This this day bowl regime, as they're calling it, yeah. is something else. It's it's making me feel some type of way. <laughs> Brian Dayball, what, I mean, diehard Rangers fan is already born in Canada, huge hockey fan. Bringing my team to five and one, I I can't I can't think of a better guy to coach my, my football team. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I think his whole attitude, his whole personality, it's just it's just the culture that he creates is just winning football, and like the guys love playing for him. And I think that's that's important when you're trying to build a you know be a new team and new regime here. Joe Schoen. and a lot of these guys are Gettleman guys too. So um, for them to just adapt to what Brian Dable's bringing to the New York Giants is pretty awesome. Well, let's get let's get right into uh, whatever what basically what's going around the league is that we're the worst five and five and one team in the history of the NFL. The worst. I, I really want to I really want to get into that just strictly because <laughs> I've never heard that term before ever. Yeah, 
Imagine. I I mean, when when you say something like that, it the the mouths that th- this is coming from are from teams that aren't five and one. Oh yeah, of course. That's and, where it comes from. Like I get it that we we we're, we might not go. What is it? Sixteen and one now. We might not go sixteen and one now, but no. And we're not saying that we're gonna. We're. No. I. I mean, I think personally, I think Giants fans are the most humble people in the NFL. Yeah, I think so. Because we're not we're not talking Super Bowl contention. We're thinking playoff contention. We're not yeah. we're not spewing it. We're not spewing it. But I mean, is the, like the the overall hate with with the with just the New York Giants, especially since I've always said that we're the most disrespected team that has four rings. By far, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, Rook, what what what's your thought on all the hate that's going around the New York Giants for I how good think, we're doing? I think people just don't like Daniel Jones, and they're like they can't picture Daniel Jones leading a five and a one team. But he's I think doing it's, it. I think they can't picture it, and I think the thing is too like there's no like like we have names right. We have Saquon. I mean, Daniel Jones people know him, but he's not like a big name. We're like, oh my, my, you know, you don't game plan around Daniel Jones, right? You have Daniel Jones, the guy you wanted, the, you want to. Limit Saquon, have Daniel Jones beat you, you know? And, like, look at defensively, like, what's the big name? Like, there's Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, and Xavier McKinney. Uh, but, like, people don't look at them in the, as, like, those big-name guys that, like, are game-wreckers, you know? Like, they don't look at them as, like, a Cleo Mack type or a Aaron Donald. But Dexter Lawrence has been incredible for this defense. I mean, Leonard Williams just got back from injury. He was big in this game. Uh, you have Xavier Ken- uh, McKinney. You have Jordan, uh, Julian Love. Um, and you got my guy, Kayvon Thibodeau. And Kayvon finally playing salsa. He's doing the salsa. Gets his first sack. This is salsa immediately. Just, I, I love you, Kayvon, but that was a horrible salsa. Hor- horrible salsa. Compared to what we have with Victor Cruz, it was horrible. You got to work on the, you got to work on the foot and the hip movement. I'm sorry. Yeah, he does. He does it to work on a little bit, but just that all like, it's the team's winning because they're playing as a team and people just don't like that. Cause they're like, well, where's your superstar? Like, who's your superstar? Like, Saquon's a superstar, but that's like really the only one who's a superstar. But we have enough good, we have good enough talent that makes it a team effort. Everyone's buying into it. Everybody's playing team football and they're winning. And it doesn't matter how you get it done. You don't need one name. You need a bunch of names. You know, I think team football is the way to get it done. It's the ultimate team sport. So no matter what people think about superstars or not, New York Giants are here and they're winning and they're going to keep hating on them and fuck it. I don't give a shit. We'll be the worst six and one, seven and one, eight and one. I don't give a fuck. I'll be happy with eight and one. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the thing too is like we just faced probably the toughest part of our schedule mm-hmm. and we're five and one exactly i mean we still got the eagles twice we got the cowboys once the commanders i'm not worried about no i mean Wentz is out might actually make them better i mean your name is the fucking commanders <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to get political on this podcast but your name is the fucking commanders come on and <laughs> it's I think the thing that's making them the, – I think the, the main reason that they're 5-1 and one is because they're not a superstar-oriented team. Yeah. And I don't think the NFL has ever seen anything like this where you – because in hockey you see it all the time. Like, when's the last time the Rangers had a, had a superstar? Chris Kreider was our superstar last year. Yeah. I'm just comparing it to this. But in hockey you see it all the time where you're just a completely – evenly matched team. Yeah. You don't see that in football. No. If you want to win, you have to have a superstar. 
The Giants, yeah. obviously, their superstar is Saquon Barkley. He is arguably the best running back in the NFL right now. But how far can a running back take you? Yeah. When you have second and third string receiving core. Yeah, I was going to get to that too. Giants second and third that. string linebackers filling in second and third string defensive linemen, second and third string secondary. Like, yeah. This team is just, this team runs on motivation. Yep. And I agree with that. 100%. And com- th- this team runs on camaraderie. And it all stems from Brian Dable himself. It yeah. really does. And I do believe that because Joe Judge, Pat Shermer, Ben McAdoo, none of those guys could even come close to the culture that Brian Dable brings to this team. Yeah, I agree. I, I just, I think that, like, what is it? Kayvon was crying after the win. Do you see oh the my video? God, no. <laughs> He's and crying. Like that, that. That's obviously new for me. I've never. Seen, I I didn't even see Eli crack a tear when he won those two Super Bowls. Super Bowl. <laughs> and, and you got Kayvon crying after a regular season win. Yeah, five and one start. That's back to back wins against former MVPs. Yeah, you're right about that. And let's. And I, I really thought that this game would be where the NFL starts taking us seriously, but it, it's still not. I thought I thought the Packers game would make everyone think take us seriously. That's what I thought too. Like, and I thought. All right, it's going to be this game. You got to win two, and the Giants pulled it off, and it's nothing. Yeah, still got this perspective. But let's let's jump to the last two weeks. So we had the Packers in London, early morning, nine a.m. game. I missed most of it because I had to uh, take my daughter to Sesame Place, but well worth it. Because <laughs> the stress that I probably would have had in that game would have been crazy. Because they were down early. Uh, early on. I felt I felt all the stress for you. I promise. Yeah, and then the second half of that game in the pack. I know we're jumping a little bit back here, but the Packers game. Think about it, they're down twenty to ten, and that before going into that second half, they only gave up two points in the second half and two quarters of football against Aaron Rodgers, former MVP of the league, last year's MVP of the league, and the only two points they scored is because we gave them a safety to kill the clock. Yeah, I mean those. Two that's points. a hell of a defensive job by uh, Blink Martindale there, and the those, defense. I team. mean those two points don't really count in my book. Because I was I was begging them to get that safety. Yeah, oh yeah. I, being a Giants <laughs> fan, you're thinking you're you always have in the back of your head something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Something definitely. bad is gonna happen. And I mean, let's let's just go over that whole game. I mean, Saquon again, unbelievable. Unbelievable. He he gets a shoulder injury. Oh yeah, forgot about that. I, I believe it was his first play back. And what does he rush? Forty-one yards. Yeah. Or he he had a he had a reception for forty-one yards. Yeah. The, oh yeah, the reception. Yeah. 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 And just I I'm I'm like speechless about that game because I'm just thinking back to it and how happy I was. Yeah, that was when he juked the shit out of that guy, right? Oh yeah. The, yeah. the the moves and the confidence that Saquon is playing with, like it blows twenty eighteen out of the water. Yeah. Oh yeah. We obviously we all missed 2018 Saquon because that was it was like nothing we've ever seen before because the last running back we had was Tiki Barber and he deserted us. He did. He said, "If we don't win this playoff game, I'm retiring." Mm -hmm. And it's like when when a running back says that, like, could you ever picture Saquon saying that? Honestly, no, no, I don't. I don't think so. Because Tiki Barber wasn't a team guy. That's that's all. That's all there was to it. 
And obviously we have we've had we've had really good running backs back in the day. We had Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw. But the thing is about those guys is that when we had them and as good as they looked watching them as Giants fans, we were ranked thirty first in the league both years we won those Super Bowls. Both yeah. years. Thirty first. Yeah. And this year we're ranked I I mean, Saquon is ranked second to Nick Chubb. Yeah, in yards, right? And it's just it's unbelievable what he's doing. It's unbelievable what our offensive line is doing. Yeah, especially like they're like patchwork guys, you know. Because like, I there's there's still things that we need to work on, obviously. Yeah, but, of course. I mean, Andrew Thomas, that's pretty self explanatory. He's unbelievable. Oh, he's amazing. He's and the best left tackle in the league. I don't Evan care anyone. Neal, does. Evan Neal last week. I mean, he's really really progressing to be one of the top O-linemen in the NFL. Oh, yeah. He definitely is. And John Feliciano's played really well, and, like, he was like a, he was basically almost like a backup, right, in Buffalo? Pretty he much, yeah. like their, He wasn't, like, their starter, and now he's coming here and playing center, and he's playing awesome. And so, I mean, that the offensive line they basically put together, I mean, it, they come a long way since, since uh, us overpaying Nate Solder to play uh, left tackle. <laughs> Don't even start on that. I, I, mean, know, I know. What, the, what's, it was what, just it was just year after year of the Giants drafting these overrated offensive linemen. Yeah, and, and overpaying. It's it's it just feels good to wake up on a Monday morning and be happy and yeah. not be miserable. I mean, you're st- you're going to be stressed for the rest of your life as a Giants fan. That's just how it is. Yeah, nothing nothing comes easy. It's going to be comebacks. It's going to be bad letdown. Yeah, I. Personally, think that I I wouldn't have it in any other way because this is how I was raised to be a Giants fan. Because yeah. you're raised to be the under, underdog, yeah. And exactly. you know, I'll take it. Yeah, definitely. So as long as we're winning, I'll take it. Yeah, and let's move on. So we have Packers game, big game, big defensive game. That second half, offensively, Daniel Jones was stepping up in that game against the Packers, where. You, know, you would see him like it was a couple of times. Talk about this in our podcast, the Scobra Addicts. But there was times where he would like you would see him pumping up, like he's ready to throw this ball downfield and make a really dumb play. And then you like see him just like realize that's stupid, tuck it, and then run for a first down. And he did that a few times where I was like, this guy's gonna throw it. I'm like, oh no, wait, now he's t- tucking it, taking the first down. Like, he's making good decisions. Like finally, he's not turning the ball over. He's limiting the fumbles. His fumbles with Daniel Jones was like from his first year. Second year, it was it was horrible. And this year, he's taking care of the football. He's not doing dumb interceptions. He's playing really good football right now, and and he's playing smart football, which is important for the Giants. So I think that that Packers game was like a big step for him forward to like playing smart football. And I think he's starting to progress. And honestly, I'm not. I'm a DJ hater. I'm, I'm admit it. First off, was never, I wasn't a fan of the draft pick, but at this point, I can't hate on him anymore. I don't. I don't love him. But I can't hate on him anymore because he's playing really good football right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just say before I say anything, I was always on board with Daniel Jones. Um, was I on board when they drafted a quarterback from Duke? Uh, if any Giants fan was, they're lying. Yeah, they are completely fucking lying. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. I was losing my fucking mind when they drafted a quarterback from Duke because I figured he was going to be a backup, and that was it. But yeah. I was like, why the fuck would they draft a backup in the first round? I don't know. That's just like that would be a giant thing to do back in the day. But yeah. I mean, the 
the I've always had faith. I because you got to look at it this way. This guy has had three offenses in four years. He has. There is zero quarterback in NFL history that has been successful with three offenses in four years. Doesn't happen. Yeah, it's true. Going back to what I've been saying the entire podcast here, Brian Dabo comes along. Completely different culture. Daniel Jones looks confident. He looks like he knows what he's doing. He's not making stupid decisions. He's not making stupid throws. He's completing his passes. He's not throwing interceptions. He's not turning the ball over. He goes down on a sack when he knows he needs to because that was the that was the main problem with his fumbles before because he would keep fighting yeah. on the majority of the times that he fumbled the ball. He would keep fighting, and he thought he had something, and the ball because he, he thought he needed to prove himself because, I mean, can you blame him? Yeah. You're playing in you're playing sure. the biggest sports media in, in the world, basically. Yeah. And you're trying to prove yourself. You don't know you like you just don't know what to do. And he's hitting these receivers that, by the way, these aren't receivers that we drafted first round. Nowhere no, near. We got Marcus Johnson, we got David Sills, we got Wandell Robinson. By the way, Wandell Robinson, I love the way he looks. I oh love Wandell. God. I do love Wandell. Uh, and also you got Richie James too. Richie James is like the Richie one James one. playing phenomenal, and like I gotta one. give a shout out to the tight end of the week. Fuck you, Travis Kelsey. Who are yeah. you, Daniel Bellinger? Daniel motherfucking Bellinger. He's he's really playing well. I did like I like him in uh, in, in camp. I, I worried when he got hurt. Who's they had that Ricky Seals Jones was going to originally be the original uh, starting tight end. And then, Ricky Seals who? Yeah, <laughs> bench him, and then Bellinger comes on spring, uh, spring training in training camp, and uh, pretty much takes over the job and gets the starting job. Him, like he's he's really good. I like him a lot. He's a really did, good tight end. Did you uh, did you hear what uh, Gronk said recently about Brian Dable and the tight ends? No, what did he say? So, as you know, uh, Brian Dable was the New England tight end coach through basically every Super Bowl that they won. Yeah, besides a few, obviously, and. Uh, Gronk was just saying how Brian Dable is a different breed of coach and that the Giants have something special with Daniel Bellinger. Yeah. And that's coming from Rob Gronkowski, arguably the best tight end of all time. Yeah, and it was funny, too. I think when he got drafted, I was doing the belly up draft special, and they were like, um, the Giants drafted Daniel Bellinger. And I'm like, I don't know who he is. And they're like, well, just to give you a little, like, because they have, like, their whole draft board and everything where everyone's supposed to fall. They're like, this is a reach for the Giants. He could have been drafted next round or round after that. But I don't know. So far, it seems pretty good for me. I'm fine with them taking him where they took him. Like, who I else is there right now that would be like, if you look at what I think whatever round, he was like fourth or fifth or something like that. Like, whoa, what else would have been there? Like, you look at any fourth or fifth round picks in this year's draft and be like, they're playing better than Daniel Bellinger? Like, no way. Well, Definitely I mean. The guy, the, I mean, the guy had what? He had five catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown? Yeah. What more can you ask for from a tight end, like an average tight end? Like, honestly. Yeah. yeah, no, he's not He's not a Mark Andrews. He's not like like, like that. Like, and, Mark Andrews is above well, and beyond. Mark, like, Andrews Travis Kelsey is, is beyond. Mark Andrews is wide receiver number one for the Ravens. Yeah, basically. Yeah. He is. And he is, yeah. When, when Lamar Jackson, you saw it in that game, when Lamar Jackson realized that he couldn't hit any other receiver and – when he started to realize he couldn't hit Mark Andrews, he panicked. 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking anybody taking anything away from Kayvon, but that's one of the reasons he got that sack. Is Mark Andrews was completely covered. He couldn't trust any other receiver, and Kayvon just came in and slapped the shit out of that ball. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the rest is history. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the New York Giants are five and one. Yeah, exactly. So what are so now moving on to the Ravens game. Once again, another big Giants comeback. They were trailing twenty to ten with only with I think it was like six minutes and four seconds left in that game. Uh and obviously they they win the game twenty four to twenty. So an amazing fourth quarter. This Giants team doesn't quit. They're competitive. You know, no matter what what the score is, no matter what how much time's left in the game, they still have that attitude if they're gonna win this game. You know, and that's probably what Dable coaches them to do. So some of the numbers uh, defensively, which is really, I think, was pretty awesome, was we finally got our first uh, interception, right? Yes. We had the first interception of the season. Julian Love. Week six, and they're five and one. They have the fumble um, at the end of the game, right? Well, there's, what's there more? I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull up my stats here. And my phone's like dark screen. Um, what the was the fumble for a loss? The turnovers. Julian Love with the interception and when he turned the 27 yards led to the next touchdown, which is incredible. Um, why can't I find the turnovers here? Well, sacks, you got two sacks of um, Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau late in that game too, which is really big. Yeah. He, they started panicking. Too. They, they lost, I think they lost the left tackle. The Ravens lost the left, left tackle late in that game. Yes. They Midway did through the game. And Mick Martindale was just like, we're going to attack. We're just going to attack that. And that really made Lamar Jackson uncomfortable. He wasn't he wasn't playing as well as he was early in the game, and uh, and obviously the Giants were able to get to him. I'm trying to think, where is that? Who is the fumble? Was the fumble Kayvon? It was Kayvon. Yeah, uh, right. The, well, he so forced there was it. the interception by Julian Love, and then the and then a strip sack. It was counted as a strip sack. It's not your conventional strip sack. He basically slapped the ball to Lamar's hand, and I believe. Leonard Williams recovered it. Yes, you're right. And I, have, I found it here. Leonard Williams recovered one fumble. There you go. Leonard Williams recovered it. Yep. You had the strip sack by Kayvon. I mean, it, in my eyes, that's not a sack. But, I mean, on paper it is. It is, yeah. I, it's still a beautiful play by Kayvon. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, I think I might have tweeted it. I don't know if I did. But, and if you follow me, correct me if I'm wrong. But I said two two people that I'm close with, this is going to be Kayvon's game where he yeah. flourishes and he shows everybody that he's an NFL linebacker. And it was. The amount of pressure that he showed Lamar the entire game. Oh, yeah. You don't need stats to be effective in football. You don't. You don't. And that's, that's, what, I, that's what I love about football and I, that's what I love about hockey. I – that's what I hate about baseball is that you have to show stats to be effective. But, you know, I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau, in my eyes, absolutely worth the first-round draft pick. Oh, I yeah. knew it from the second we drafted him, and I knew we were going to draft him too because that's the one thing this defense was missing was a an elite outside linebacker. Am I saying he's elite already? No. He's a rookie. Yeah. But – I mean, he's he's playing just like he played in college. Oh yeah, he just doesn't have the numbers to show it. And it took a little while for him to get started because of the injury, obviously in, in training camp and preseason. Uh, yeah, that's 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 a, that's a conversation for another time. That play, but 
Yeah, but he's back now, and he is starting to play a lot, a lot better now. Um, another one I saw was QB hits Dexter Lawrence. So Dexter Lawrence is like quickly become one of my favorite Giants. He's he's oh, been yeah. since Gettleman. He was drafted early on. Uh, I think it was a first round pick. I think maybe a late first round pick. Somewhere it was uh, it was first round. I, th- I want to say twenty sixth pick. Yeah, he was a late first round pick, I believe. But and, I mean, sexy Dexy, that that that. <laughs> That that guy's just you just watch him play and it's self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean he was he was pressuring Rodgers. He was and I didn't think he he got sack against Rodgers, but he had the sack here against Lamar Jackson. He's got two QB hits in the stat sheet. He's just he's just a game changer right now, and he's just playing. He's he's matured better to be that game wrecker that we want on defense. You know, like that big like. And I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald, but a big nose tackle type of player, and I think it. I think they were, I was listening to recently was they're saying that he moved over the nose tackle basically, and he's in a better position where he should be, his more natural position, which just shows the previous coaches just didn't know what the hell they were doing with this guy. You get Mike Martindale, Brian Dable come in, and they put this guy in a position that he's going to succeed in, and he's flourishing. Well, that that's the thing is like he actually reminds me a lot of uh, of Chris Canny back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and where he just he breaks through the offensive line and he's. Or like a Chris Canny, Barry Cofield type, uh, yeah, defense uh, defensive tackle, where right. he, as soon as he has a few yards in between the quarterback, he's getting him. Oh yeah, he's getting him. He just needs that little that little space where he's, and the two sacks he has this year is against former MVPs. Yeah, Rodgers and uh, was it Rodgers? Yeah, he got, oh, he didn't it, get was, a sack it was. It, it was so the first sack he had was against Rodgers, where it knocked him out of field goal range, completely yeah. changed the tone of the game. Yeah, and then he sacked Lamar Jackson and knocked him out of field goal range. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, same, same exact thing. And he's showing up in those plays that we haven't seen pretty much ever since yeah. probably the 2007 Giants defense, which was arguably one of the greatest defenses of all time. Since yeah. the 1986 Giants, where they had Lawrence Taylor, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. This this defense is unbelievable. Yeah, they really are. I mean, they're playing, they're playing out of the mind. Everyone thought the secondary was going to be shitty, and the secondary is actually holding up pretty strong. Oh, absolutely! And you're you're playing with. And by the way, I I have honestly have no idea where he is. Where is Landon Collins? He was. Did he play? in – Because I, I said London game, I didn't really play, but I no, really he didn't watch. play. But he didn't play really in London, right? No, he didn't play in London, and he, he didn't play he didn't play on Sunday. Yeah, he didn't play on Sunday either. So yeah, I, I'm looking at the statue. I don't see anything him by him. Um, London, so. Like because I got really excited when they brought him back because I loved him when he was on the Giants. Yeah, I loved him. I actually wanted him to stay, and they let him go. And then I think he recently said something that it was about uh, it was uh, Dave Gettleman that let him walk. That he wanted to stay in New York, but Dave Gettleman didn't want to keep him. Well, but he Dave really played that. he wasn't that great in Washington anyway when he went over there. Well, I mean, Washington. They're. I mean, Ron Rivera is. He's. He needs to let it go. Yeah. It, sure. I mean, you're getting that emotional during a press conference. Something's wrong. Oh yeah, he's. He's been fired up lately. <laughs> and I mean, I I got nothing against Riverboat Ron because I, I mean. Yeah. Just. Yeah, you're called Riverboat Ron because you can gamble, but if you don't win. You're basically just a degenerate gambler when it comes to football. <laughs> I'm just like it's that's just how it is because he. I mean, he hasn't done anything in the NFL. Yeah, that's true. And he, it all like 
all these coaches that these announcers talk up because they've been around so long. Like you look at Pete Carroll, yeah, he's won one Super Bowl, but he's arguably one of the worst coaches as his, like throughout his tenure. He's one of the worst coaches ever. Yeah, well, they're actually he's gotten them playing the Seahawks playing pretty well this year, but I get what you mean though. He definitely has had some pretty lean years there. I remember his first year in uh, was it was he with the Jets? His first year, in, like very like, mm-hmm. a real long time ago. And that's, and, uh, that's why. Shit. That's why, uh, as you know, well, I'm going to mention my dad, creator of Third Fear Bourbon, just so everyone knows. Yeah. Um, my dad couldn't stand him as a Jets coach. Oh, really? Could not stand him because he's like very animated. And my dad hates when coaches are very animated. Yeah, yeah. But of course, my dad loves the fact that Brian Dayball is getting fired up on on the sideline. <laughs> and it's it's funny that he's it's funny that like. Dad, I'm going to go get you for a second. It's funny that you say that because, you know, we we grew up with Tom Coughlin. Yeah. One of the most fired up coaches ever. <laughs> but, like, just going back to the coaching in general, um, you know, you got Wink Martindale. I mean, we have, a, we have a shot at getting two titles for coach of the year or head coach of the year and defensive coordinator of the year. Mm-hmm. We really do because – they brought they brought this team from nothing to not just something. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mike Kafka has been pretty good with the offensive too, uh, as an offensive coordinator as well. I mean, he's got the most out of Daniel Jones. I mean, this is the guy who worked with. He was the quarterback coach in Kansas City. He's worked with Patrick Mahomes, and he comes in and he's offensive coordinator now, and he's, he's making it work. I mean, you got guys. You got you got guys that work with. I mean, you got Brian Dable work with, um, work with working with Josh Allen. Yeah, arguably sure, probably yeah. the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah, he is. Um, you got you got Kafka working with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Gettleman was the cancer that hit the Giants. Oh yeah, definitely. and you know, getting rid of him is probably the best thing for this organization ever because, again. We, we're the most. I again, I'm going to say it. We're we're the most disrespected team that has four rings. Yeah, definitely. we are one of the best franchises in NFL history, and yeah, people fail to realize that. And we get treated like shit. There's always lean years, right? There's like the Super Bowl years. Like even with the Super Bowl in like 2000, like that was even really even the team. Super Bowl years, we didn't get respected. Yeah, 2007, 2012. I mean, the only people that respected us, and I'm saying this honestly, the only people that respected us were Patriots fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because my best friend, he's a diehard Patriots fan. We've been friends since we were three years old. And he talked all the shit. (laughs) And I was the one that had to go up and shake his hand when we won both those Super Bowls. And it's, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable, honestly. Yeah. But, you know. We're something now, and people are still gonna. If we go, if we went sixteen and one this year, people would still say we were the worst sixteen and one team ever. Oh yeah, hundred hundred percent. It's it's just something you got to deal with with Giants fans, and you know you got to take it with a grain of salt. That's all you got to do. Exactly. So that's about us reviewing Packers and Ravens. I do want to move it along. We have a next segment, which is I'm playing this game with you. We're gonna do this weekly. We call Guest a Giant. So I have to do it. I have five giants you have for you to guess. All right. right. 
But the reason why I'm doing this is because you're in Jacksonville right now. You're from New York originally. You moved to Jacksonville. I actually I I'm, didn't move here. I got placed here. I'm sorry, you got oh, placed this. there. You got placed there. <laughs> There's a difference. Me, I moved there. So I I lived in Jacksonville for a year as well. I'm obviously a New Yorker to Jacksonville and then back to New York. So the question this year, can you name five Giants, New York Giants, that have moved from New York to Jacksonville? And I, I, not just Giant players, but also Giant coaches, obviously. Which I think that's the most – that's the easiest one. That's the easiest one, yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Can you get it? I think I can. Let's At see. least I'm confident. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's see. What do you got? Who you got? Uh, I got Tom Coughlin. Yeah. Um, shit. <laughs> I was thinking JPP, but that's Tampa. Nah, he went to Tampa. Oh. Different city. <laughs> Is there a chance I can get some hints? Can get hints. Um, so one of them came over. I'm trying to think. Um, so one of them actually was he went from New York to Jacksonville and then back to New York. I know that doesn't really give you too much of a hint, but and there's one current giant on the on the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. One current giant on the Jacksonville. I'm, not, I'm Jaguars. sorry, one current Jaguar that uh, was a, that was a giant on the current Jaguars team. Oh my god, this is a lot harder than I thought. Uh, one like really recent. If I give you a hint, it'll be oh Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Agri- okay, yep. Evan Ingram. Um, oof, this is tough. Oh my god, I I I am when you said guess that giant, I was like, oh I'm so confident. This is easy. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be listening off stats or something. Well that's even next week. I'll do that next week. Um Can I get the position? Um they they're to the two of them. Actually, I don't think I was it five, I think it'll be four that have the top of my head. So we'll go with four, but the other two are both uh, were played the secondary. I figured one of them was a, like a first round draft pick. The Giants, first round draft pick of the Giants. Pretty, I would say his name is a little Jabril uh, Peppers. Who is it? it? It's not Jabril Peppers. No, he came from Cleveland. Yeah, but, but I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I was like. All right. Uh, you know, you were like shitty, shitty football, shitty football, <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, that was that was bad. Um, um, well, oh one of them, he has a very unique first name. Really unique first name. You could say he might be royalty. So his first name is Prince. Yes. Oh, my oh God. I do have five. I do have five. Sorry, I do have five. Um, so, yeah. Prince, you know, it's like, I mean, you got Prince. I'll count it. Prince of Mukamara. Oh, my God. No, because the reason I couldn't figure it out is because every I was thinking of every time I yelled his name, I never yelled his last name. Yeah, you just Prince. I yelled Prince. Yeah. Which was very it's, few times, by the way. Yeah, so the other one, actually, the other uh, so one of them, he went from New York to Jacksonville, back to New York, and the one actually came from Jacksonville to New York. So that's the other one. The other one plays running back. Brita? No, not Brita. Brita, Brita played for the Niners. Yeah. 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 Uh, There's no current Giants. None of them are current Giants. 
this is why I hate being put on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can oh, do it next God. week. You put me on the spot, so. Oh, I'm going to put you on the spot. I got some good ones. <laughs> oh, my God. I think the other secondary guy, I don't think you're going to get him, so I'll give you his name, Aaron Ross. Oh, number 31. Yes, number 31, number, Aaron that's Ross. How, I see, see, everyone that's listening, I know. I just don't like being put on the spot. Yeah, Aaron Ross. He went from New York to Jacksonville and then back to New York. Yes, he did. I think he went in the same season, too. I think he, like, I think he got cut from the Jags. And then he went, and then he yeah, jumped. I remember that because uh, I believe we were playing an AFC team. I don't remember what year it was, but Phil Sims made a comment. And I absolutely hate Phil Sims as an announcer because he doesn't <laughs> shut his fucking mouth up. <laughs> And he said something about how the Giants were making moves. And he said, this is the move they make. (laughs) And I just, I lost it because I can't fucking stand him. Yeah. Aaron Ross, what did he, I think he went in 2012 because I moved to Jacksonville 2012. Yeah, he went. Yeah, he did because. Yeah, 2012. He was on, on, I believe he was on both Super Bowl teams. Yeah, he was. He was in 2011, and then he was on 2007, yeah. Yes. And then he went after the, the second Super Bowl, he went to Jacksonville. And that's when I actually moved to Jacksonville in 2012. And then he came back in 2013, and then I moved back to New York in 2013. So me and I Adam say, Ross were just following each other back and forth. I got to <laughs> say, Rook, I don't know how the Jaguars are afloat right now. I don't know either. The culture down here sucks shit. <laughs> My you, like you like you've got the you've got the fans down here, but like there there was a, there was a day that me and my buddy were we were just another he was like a guy I'm stationed with. We just decided to go bar hopping in Jacksonville, and we ended up at the bar next to the stadium, TIA Bank Stadium. Yeah, yeah. the bar was full of Bears fans. Oh yeah, that happened. And I literally I literally said to everybody in that bar, I was like. If you're in New York and you're wearing the other team's jersey, you're getting fucking popped. Oh yeah. And they were like, they were like, and there was one Jags fan there. He was like, "No, we're like, we're pretty, we're 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 very welcoming down here. It's Southern hospitality." I was like, "That goes out the window when it comes to sports." I'm sorry, <laughs> but it does. You know, it's funny. I actually went to a Jags Bears game when I lived down there, and it was like Soldier Field South. Like there was not a, like. I wore my Jags jersey there just because I was like, oh, whatever, Jags playing. I'm not going to wear a Giants jersey in the game. So I wore a Jags jersey. And I'm like, this is like, I'm like the only one here. <laughs> like, everyone else is a Bears fan. I know. And it's, it, uh, what's the name? Do you know the bar that I'm talking about? I probably do. I just can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, yeah. It's, it's something it to do with. Near, it's the one that's near the, uh, the jump, the shrimp, the shrimp stadium. No. So that's the Jacksonville Sports Tavern. Oh, okay. That's, That's the one I go to before Iceman games, and I'm wearing a Rangers oh, jersey, Iceman, and yeah. I and I I end up meeting like six Rangers fans. Yeah, <laughs> because every single hockey fan of every team is there. I wish I wish the Iceman were down there when I when I when I lived down there. They didn't have the the Iceman down there. So, uh, fun fact: uh, they have a thing like on their I don't know I don't know what you call it the like the like the neon thing or like around the arena. Yeah, it, it says the road. The road to New York starts in Jacksonville. It's got the Rangers logo right there. Oh, that's pretty cool. And it's it's pretty fucking awesome. And yeah. like, 
you meet every single every, like a fan from every single hockey team is always at a modern league game and yeah. it's awesome <laughs> that's pretty cool i've actually never been to minor league hockey but i heard it's pretty fun oh it's great there's fights every single game because yeah. those guys are beyond disgruntled yeah. and but awesome. i mean that that's that's what i miss so much about new york is just is pro football because down here it's all college Oh, yeah, they love college football on there, I know. Because, I mean, what I said to that guy about, like, if you wear that jersey in New York, you're getting popped. But, I mean, if you wear a Georgia jersey in Gainesville, you're getting popped. Yeah. Like, easily. Yeah. I was I actually had the balls to wear an Auburn jersey in Gainesville when they were playing Auburn. Oh, God. And <laughs> I just stood up for myself. I was like, you really think I care about college sports? I don't. I'm just doing this to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was down there to Jacksonville. What are they? Jumbo shrimp? Is that what it is? It's the Jacksonville jumbo shrimp. The Jacksonville Iceman is the hockey team. Yeah. And then there's like a shitload of other sports down here. Oh, they're really? Oh, I was they down got- we had the Jacksonville Giants, was like the ABA basketball team. That's they the basketball like? team. Uh, they have a soccer team. I can't remember the name of them. Oh, they really? Because there, there, there's a brewery down here. It's I'm, I'm like a regular there. Oh yeah, and they have every, it's, it's literally called String Sports Brewery, and they have every Jacksonville team painted on the walls. It, oh. the, the place is awesome. Yeah. So if anyone's ever in the Jacksonville area, check out String Sports Brewery. It's the best brewery in Jacksonville. They make the best beer. I'm not just saying it because I hang out there, but. <laughs> It's by far the best spot. I'm a big no craft beer plugs. guy, no and if plugs. you're into craft beer, that's the place to go. <laughs> no free plugs. You're giving them free, free, uh, free plugs here. We start charging them for advertising. Yeah, they're good guys. <laughs> no, and then when I was down there, it was the Jacksonville Suns instead of the they Jacksonville. Still, they still got them. The Suns are still there? Yeah, that's painted. I mean, as far as I'm tracking, I mean, that's, that's painted on the wall. <laughs> I, oh, I thought that, well, maybe because it was just there. I thought the Suns became the Jumbo Strip, like they changed the name. Oh yeah, you're actually right because my girlfriend told me because she's from here. Oh yeah, she told me that, that like we we went to the, we went to a jumbo shrimp game and she said that they used to be the Suns and now they're like. But the funny thing about that is that they have they have both mascots walking oh, they around. Still have the sun. It's it's like a dog and like a a shrimp. Oh yeah, it was a dog. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah it's a, a dog and it's a shrimp and it's. I mean, it's a minor league baseball game. You're going there to get fucked up anyway. It's Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday, Thursday. It was a dollar beers, right? They still have that? They do the $2 beers now. Oh, they upped it up. Inflation. Biden. I mean, I, the $2 <laughs> beers is fucking awesome, though, because you can't get that at any bar anywhere. No, I mean, still $2 beers is pretty sweet. Even though it used to be dollars. I remember that Thursday, Thursday, which was insane in the first place. But, uh yeah, their two dollar beers is still pretty good. I'll take that. But I actually have a Jacksonville Suns hat somewhere. I'll wear it next time we do a podcast. I got the Jacksonville Iceman jersey. I'll wear it. There you go. There because you go. I, I mean, we were at, we were at the Jacksonville Sports Tavern for probably like three hours before the game, and <laughs> I got shit housed. And we walk in, we walk in the stadium, and I see the sign that says "The Road to New York Starts in Jacksonville," and I'm like, I'm buying a jersey right now. <laughs> I need a jersey. And I go up. I'm like, I want that one. They were like, the only size we have is 4XL or whatever. And I'm like, well, I'm 5'6", so that's not going to work. Uh, I was like, what size do you have in a medium? And they were like, this one. I was like, I'll take it. 
and they were like, all right, your total is $154. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well worth it. Well worth it. But oh, absolutely. We're losing. We lost track of where we were. Last last guy. Did I tell you what it was? I didn't say it yet, right? No. We're running back. I'll give you one more shot. Okay. Uh, it is It's not Wayne Gallman. No, nah, it's not Wayne Gallman. Um, I'm thinking backup running backs here. No, he was a starter for a few years for the Giants. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, I should know this. <laughs> I got a lot of names in my mind right now. Can you he, give me the years that he started? Injury. Can you give me the years that he started? Uh, let me go back. I have to look it up. But he was he was very injury prone. He was so he's, he used to go on and off, uh, like injured and coming off. He did the same thing. He was he actually was supposed to um take over for after Maurice Jones Drew left the uh, Jaguars. Yeah. He was supposed to take over and he got hurt like immediately. So then he couldn't play. Um it was he was 2014, 2015, 2016. Can you give me the number of his jersey? What number did he wear? 23. Oh, Rashad Jennings. Yep, Rashad Jennings. Yeah. Rashad he was with the he was with the Jags first. He was supposed to be uh yes, successor yep. to Maurice Jones too, and he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt when he was supposed to take over for him. But uh yeah, that was it. Those are the five. Those are the, and those are five that I know off the top of my head. I'm sure there's more, but those are like the five big names, uh giant player. So you got him. Yeah, I'll I'll have a lot more for you to, next week. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sure to make it interesting. It's tough. It's tough. Um we have to we'll have to limit it in scope so I can know where I'm where I'm what I'm headed, but I, I mean, I know, I, I know I asked you for a shitload of hints. I mean, Tom Coughlin is, is a gimme. Yeah, he was a gimme. I think he's, he's him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he lives here now. I, I'm, I think he's still down there. Remember, he, he came, uh, was he the president of football operations after the Giants? And then he, he got fired eventually because he was being too hard on the players. And yeah, shit. but right now I think he runs like he's doing the same job as Eli right now. And he's doing fan operations or something. Oh, is that what he's doing? <laughs> I think that's like a demotion, like. That's definitely it's a motion. Like, President of football for you're really not good at your job, so you, you'll just be in charge of the fans. <laughs> so another reason why we started into this Jacksonville and I've shown our our love and affinity for the for the city, even all the good. I places. have no love for this city. This city sucks. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We were going over the places we like. We love going to like the Iceman and the minor league, all the minor league sports and the breweries and the bars there, but. We are going to Jacksonville because Giants are going to the Jacksonville. Uh, this and third Sunday. period bourbon will be there. You're gonna? I was gonna say you're going, right? Oh, uh, dude, absolutely. My family's coming down for it. Nice. That's awesome. That would, yeah. That's it, it's it's a fun time. Uh, I, when I was there, when I lived down there, it was Everbank Field. It wasn't TIA. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it was upgraded. When I went, it was a shithole, but it was still fun. They had the Bud Light Zone. Everyone hang out in the Bud Light Zone, just get shit faced. Uh, and then now it's it's so much better. They have like the, the the huge screens are up there. They have the. Pool. I'm not getting in the pool. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I was gonna say you get you get a suite with a pool in it. No, I'm not getting in that pool. <laughs> I I'm swimming. I've swim. I grew up swimming in the Hudson River, but I won't get in that pool. <laughs> the pool's probably worse than the Hudson River. It's pretty bad. And the funny <laughs> thing is, is uh, is my girlfriend grew up here. 
<laughs> she's yeah. a diehard Georgia fan. Oh yeah. But I mean, I mean, she's technically a Jags fan. She's not really into like pro football. Yeah, yeah. As much as I wanted to be a Giants fan. Uh she said the only she said she wants to go to the game. She wants to go just to get drunk on frosés because that's a thing they have there. It's like frozen rosé cocktails yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. You might know about that. I don't know. I, I I've heard it before. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that was that was their staple. At uh, what is it? TIA is that what it is now called? Yeah, TIA. TIA. And the concerts at the amphitheater right next to it. They that they just built. Awesome. Yeah. What are the uh, ice? I should play the Veterans Marina uh, Memorial Arena, right? So they they actually just built an outdoor amphitheater right next to it. So there's literally okay. three there's three concert venues, and I would know that because I've been to all three. Because <laughs> I saw Justin Bieber at Vistar, I I was forced to go. It's, I'm sure. I'm sure that was. I'm sure you forced your girlfriend to go to that one, right? I well, I was wearing a Rangers jersey because they were playing the Penguins. Oh. and my reasoning for wearing a Rangers jersey is that Justin Bieber's Canadian and he's a hockey oh, yeah. fan. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, he might call you on stage if he sees a hockey jersey. Oh maybe. <laughs> and you would have been really excited because you forced your girlfriend to go there. So what would have but, but anyway, I mean, keys keys to this game, I would say. I mean, obviously, Trevor Lawrence he has not been that great, but he's he had a great game against the Colts. I think the Colts stink. Uh, his two big games have been against the Colts, so I guess he just plays well against them. Obviously, Jags lost that game anyway, uh, but they're playing against an old rival, Doug Peterson, coach. Obviously, many years ago with the Eagles, so he's going to be familiar with the Giants. Obviously, a different, totally different team, totally different system, but he's still familiar with playing the playing against Big Blue. Um, but what I mean, what are you what are you looking at? I'm obviously, I think they're gonna have to limit. De- uh, I'm gonna say Dexter Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think our defense is to step up, uh, make good plays against, limit those uh, receivers, and limit James Robinson, which I think the Giants have been pretty good against the run, against the pretty good running backs this year. So think about like Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey. They've been able to limit them. So I think even with James Robinson, he's not like that top echelon type of running back, but he's a big part of their offensive scheme. So I think living in them and living in uh, Trevor Lawrence would definitely get a Giants a big one. What do you think? I mean, personally, I think the best running back we've seen all year was Drake for Baltimore. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he exposed us mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. But uh, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a problem. I still, to this day, think he's extremely overrated. I think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than him. Wow. I don't. I really don't understand why Trevor Lawrence is ranked so highly against Daniel Jones, yeah. especially this year. I'm not saying last year because last year was pretty self-explanatory. We were dog shit last year. Yeah, but so was he. So the Jags. I mean, yeah, he was. Uh, so the better ACC quarterback is Daniel Jones. I mean, you got you got breweries down here naming beer after him. The that's the brewery I, I hang out at. By the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, one six IPA, absolutely delicious. Just letting it be known. But anyway, you're making me want to book a flight to Jacksonville, which has never been said in the history of the world. No, <laughs> it it's only because I lived down there for a year, so it's like I miss it. It's like when as you much as I want you down like... here, as much as I want you down here, don't waste your money. But yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> um, I think. Our schedule, 
really opens up an opportunity to get some, just some easy wins. And, but the, the Giants fan part of me thinks that somehow they're going to blow this. It, yeah. like, it, it's in my blood. Oh, yeah. I, me too. I was going to say, this is like, this has trap game written all over it. Even though, like, the Giants have never had a trap game and like, I think, history of my life, I don't even remember the Giants ever having a trap game. But if there was to be one, this would be it. No, I think I think the number one trap because the Jags aren't a bad team. They're not. No, they're not. They're they're but players. I think the Houston game is what's going to be the trap game because oh, if we yeah. lose to Houston, then then everyone's going to come in and say like, "How'd you lose to Houston? You're not a good team." Blah blah blah. But yeah, I, agree with uh, that. I don't know. I mean, I think it's gonna. I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think it's. I think it's gonna be fun. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. No. I think both quarterbacks are going to perform, absolutely, because Trevor Lawrence, he's he's a talented quarterback. I'm not. I'm not going to take it away from him. He's. Yeah. He, he. I do. I think he was overrated when he was drafted. Absolutely, because he didn't do anything in Jacksonville. And, I mean, you got guys like Josh Allen. He was drafted from where he go Wyoming. He. Uh yeah, where, yeah, he came from Wyoming, yeah. Yeah, he came from Wyoming. I mean, he came from nothing. I mean, Brian Dable was also his coach, so that's why he was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they're still they're still good now, but yeah. <laughs> I I think it's going to be a really competitive game. Uh I think it's going to come down to the running game. I think so too. I agree both, with that. Because both quarterbacks are you know, they're both underrated, I think. Daniel Jones is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL by far. But oh, yeah. I think it's going to come down to the running game. And I think it's going to come down to which quarterback can outperform the other. Because, you know, I mean, you got you got two guys that are pretty brand new to the league. and I, I still think you're brand new to the league until you've been in the league for at least six years. Yeah, he's still yeah, he's still a rookie contract, so but it's gonna come out of the running game and it's gonna come out of the defense, and I think that's where the Giants are gonna thrive. Yeah, I is think their, so too. Is their defense. So do because I. the Jags, they don't have a defense right now. No, they don't. I mean and Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan was the highest rated uh fantasy quarterback this week against it's the Jags, and that's like something that hasn't been said about Matt Ryan in probably in a few a few years. You know, he I mean, hasn't been that great. I mean the well, if we're going to talk about Matt Ryan, why is he why is he in the conversation for first ballot Hall of Fame? And Eli is not. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that. Anyway, Eli, I guess his regular season numbers are better, but I mean, probably not that much better. But but it's the same thing high. with baseball. Is <laughs> I was saying all year that Jacob Degrom was the best pitcher in baseball. I completely changed my mind. That you're nothing if you can't if you can't perform. Yeah. It's true. That that by the way, everybody, that's a Mets fan talking. Oh yeah, yeah. Just everyone knows Dave's a Mets fan. <laughs> yeah, that's a Mets fan talking. If if you can't perform in the postseason, you're nothing. Well, I want you're to give you some, here, here. I agree with that 100. percent But here are some stats for the game coming up to it. The Giants are getting not real stats, but gambling stats. Um, Giants are plus three, so they're getting three points. I was down the road, so I guess they're going to give the Giants some points. So Jags are favored by a field goal. 
Um, let's see where the money's coming in on. 61% implied win probability going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Giants wow. might be in 5-1 and one in the NFC East. The Jaguars were third, and 2-4 and four are getting are 61% they're going to win this game. Wow. I mean, so if you like the Giants, been, plus 145. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, last time the, ja- ja- the Giants went to Jacksonville, they lost to Blake Bortles. Uh, by the way, my first my first ever going to a regular season Giants game was against the Jaguars, and Kevin Boss had a 21-yard touchdown to win the game. Wow. So time ago. And I'm going to be at this game, so it's a lock, just so everyone knows. Daniel Bellinger, 21-yard touchdown to win. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and no, but, I mean, that money line, are you kidding me? Like, really? Yeah, plus 145 to win. And the Giants are 4-0 with dogs right now, um, gambling-wise, because they've been, they haven't been favored in most games. Anyway, the only time they've been favored is, I think, the, the Cowboys game. No, they, they were play. actually – they were actually – Vegas favored them in the Green Bay game, I'm pretty sure. No, the Green Bay game, I think they were, get, they were getting seven and a half. Was it? Am I thinking of the Chicago game? The Chicago game, they were favored by three. Yes, that was the one I was thinking and of. And the Cowboys game, they were favored by one. So, like, yeah. so, so they're one and one as a favorite. Uh, the Jags are 0 and 1 as a favorite, 2 and 3 as a dog. Obviously, they're 2 and 4. So, um, but 80, 83% of the time, Giants cover this year. And Jaguars are 33% of the time they cover the spread. So, And 100% of the time, it, when the Giants are the underdog, they win. Yeah, that's true. That's why I read before. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, am I really wrong with saying that? No, you're right. I, I mean, average average points for Jaguars are giving up more points, twenty three points. I'm sorry, scoring more points. Average points for twenty three for the Jags, twenty one and a half for the Giants. Uh, average points against though Jags are giving up nineteen, Giants are giving up eighteen point eight. So. Average winning margin though for the Giants is four point two, and average winning margin for the Jags is really weird. Well, I guess because they had that blowout where they shut out of the yeah twenty six points with average winning margin. Those numbers fluctuate. They don't have two wins, so I mean they're they're not going to shut the Giants out. They they no. haven't seen a running back. I mean, I'm I'm saying this with total confidence. By the way, Jonathan <laughs> yeah, Taylor is overrated. Well, he also got hurt. Did he get hurt in that game? Yes, he did. I think he did. He obviously didn't play this week. But I'm going to look at the Jags' schedule about who they faced so far. And I think Giants probably would be the – oh, they faced the Eagles. And they actually played pretty well against the Eagles. I they really wanted them to win. I, yeah, that's right. I really wanted them to win that game. Yeah. That was probably like the, their best game besides – oh, they also beat the, the Chargers 38-10. to 10, But that was after Herbert had the uh, – Rib injury, so he wasn't 100. percent So, really, I had like three good games. The rest of the games have been pretty bad. Yeah, but my question for you, Rook, is: Do you think Week Six Giants would have beaten the Cowboys in Week Three? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. Do you think that game was too early? I think so. I really I, do. I think it, it was. I like. Mean, I, I, I that's that's weird for me to say because like. I really believe that that they were so early in their in their spree that that game just 
just crumbled. I like that's the only way to describe it. It just crumbled, and they yeah, only lost by a, they only lost by a touchdown. And they and they lost to Cooper Rush. Like you know, like it was if they played well, a little bit better. I honestly think if Dak Prescott was the quarterback, we would have won. I think so too. I think I think Dak sucks. So. I Dak does suck. He does. <laughs> and I like I know this is the Giants. I know this is a Giants podcast, and I know the name of it is Big Blue Lifers. I get it. <laughs> but Dak Prescott sucks. <laughs> he does. If you're a Cowboys fan who happened to tune into a Big Blue uh, Giants podcast, I doubt they're I doubt they're tuning in. But if you I are, doubt it. Dak I Prescott it. is not your quarterback. Yeah. Dak Prescott sucks. You need to start drafting quarterbacks. Who do you who like? Who would you rather have, Wentz or Dak Prescott? That's a tough question. Jesus Christ! That's fucking, <laughs> they're both garbage. I think I'd rather have Dak Prescott. Honestly, I think Carson I would Wentz too. Is like he's the definition of he's anti Andy Dalton two point oh. I think Andy Dalton's better. But I'd rather have Andy Dalton than Carson Wentz. Yeah, I definitely would too. And he's, he's so bad. He got hurt and his team won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> that's how bad Carson Wentz is. So, well, uh, I mean, yeah, that, no, I mean, I'm just gonna say here and there, like right now, the Philly Super Bowl has an asterisk next to it. It does. <laughs> Why? Because of Nick Foles? Not because of Nick Foles. But what, what's the reason? You found a way – they found – I mean, actually, I take it back. You found a way to expose the New England defense, which was not that good to begin with. Yeah. That New England defense was not what the Giants saw. Not I'm at all. I'm sorry, but it wasn't. It wasn't. You found a way to expose them, and you did, and I get it. Congratulations. But you're not as good as Eli Manning. I know you can take that and say, we beat Tom Brady just like you did. The thing is, we did it twice. Yeah, and one of the time who was perfect. The 18 and out season, we beat them. Perfect season. We literally beat the greatest, probably the greatest team ever. Yeah, they're probably the greatest team ever. Never, I'm sorry, the greatest team never to win a Super Bowl. Easily. We beat the team that Tom Brady had a Hall of Fame wide receiver. The only time he ever yeah. had a Hall oh, of yeah. Fame wide receiver. That's true. Because Julian Edelman... Julian Edelman is not a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I'm sorry, he's not. He's not, but I feel like the media loves him, and he'll probably get in. Yeah, he probably will. He probably will because he's like it's like like David Ortiz. Like I don't think David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer, only because that he's the only played DH. I don't. I feel like you got to play both ways. Like, and yeah, Rook, put him next to Amani Toomer. <laughs> oh, uh, Julian Edelman. Yeah. Oh, are the numbers that much better. Uh, I'm not talking similar? numbers. I'm talking just what he did for the team. Let's see. Yeah, look Amani that up. Group probably played last year's, right? Amani Sumer, he was 04 to, I think, 08. No, 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 no. He, he got drafted in, oh, my God. I can't remember when he got drafted. Amani Tumor played... Oh no, he was he was he was like late nineties. Yeah, drafted. he was ninety six to two thousand eight. Monty Tumor had yards 
almost 10,000, 9,400. Uh, I went to the wrong page. Julie, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Sorry, my internet's sucking right now. It's a lot, a lot of dead air. A lot of dead air. Julian Edelman had 68-22 in his career. Yep. So Monty Tumor actually has more receiving yards than him. And he was from yeah. uh, 2009 to 2020. So you figure Monty Tumor might have played a little bit longer. But how many but how many more yards is that for the amount of for the amount of time that he played? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what, how many seasons he played. Let me just do a quick count. One, two. He played 13 seasons. Julian Edmond played 11. 11. Or 12. It's only one more year. Yeah. So <laughs> You're right. Amadi Tumor might actually be better than – well, how many touchdowns? 36 touchdowns. You know what it is? Julian Edelman didn't have really good 54 touchdowns for Monty Tumor. Like, yeah, you're right. Julian Edelman's like regular season stats suck, but because he won so many Super Bowls with Tom Brady, was he have his three Super Bowls? He has the MVP. People will probably put him in the Hall of Fame just because of just because of that. Yep. But you look at you're right. Look at his numbers. He's he's Monty Tumor's a better receiver than him overall. And sorry no for that one, air, but no one looking to that. Besides Giants fans, no one talks about Monty Tumor. Yeah, you're right about that's, that. That's what I'm saying is that they are the most disrespected team in the NFL. Yeah. 668 receptions over his career to 620 by uh, Julian Edelman. So their receptions are – but Julian Edelman was like that. He always had like five receptions a game. This is what he was, you know? And he, and the difference is he made that catch in the uh, Super Bowl against Atlanta. Oh, Yeah. That was what Super Bowl fifty, no, uh, forty eight. If I'm right, yeah, I think it was. Or no, well, forty eight. No, I think it was later. Now. Was it was fifty, fifty something. It was fifty. It was fifty two. That's what it was. Yeah. So actually, look at the games. Julian actually played one hundred and thirty seven games, and Monty Tumor played one hundred and ninety. So it's kind of where our argument kind of falls apart because he played almost like forty something more. Uh but, or sorry, 30, yeah, about 40 something more, 50-something more. So that's the way I argue because he, he does play a lot more than him. But, but, if you're injured, but if you're injured, does that put you in the Hall of Fame? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. doesn't. But there's but, talk about Julian Edelman being a Hall of Fame wide receiver, and there's no talk about Amani Kumar being a Hall of Fame wide receiver. It's, it's a travesty. It is. 
It is. It like, really is. Respect. And is Eli Manning, what is it, next year? I think so. be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he should be. He won two Super Bowls. <laughs> two Super Bowl MVPs. Top seven passing all time. Yeah, the yard, yardage Bowl wise. MVP. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Why the fuck won't he be? Yeah. And he's also, he was, he would have probably would have been an Iron Man too if it wasn't for Ben McAdoo being a douche. Well, he would have been the Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. And he yeah. played Geno Smith over Eli Manning. Yeah. So Eli Manning, like, he listen, Eli Manning, give whatever you want to talk about Eli Manning. Maybe he wasn't, he drew a lot of picks. He wasn't always clutch. He was clutch he in the playoffs. He, but... he threw less picks than Joe Namath. Boy, that's true. That's and true. he won more Super Bowls than Joe Namath. And who's in the Hall of Fame? Joe Namath. Joe Namath. Yeah, right. But just think about this. Eli Manning, one thing you do is you can always rely on Eli. Like, he was always there, no matter what. Like, injuries, like, he was hurt. They always talk about he always may, he may sit next week. He was always there out there playing. He set the single, the single postseason record for most passing yards over sure. Tom Brady. Yeah. What else can I say? Well, what are we talking about here? <laughs> that's what. I, that's exactly what I'm talking about. We're gonna say he's not gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's crazy. crazy. Well, no, because he's probably not gonna be. Uh, like, really, like realistically, as a Giants fan, you know that he's not gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Probably, probably because not. Because they're gonna do. It, they're gonna do it because his brother is. They they want his brother to be the better quarterback. Yeah, exactly. They want him to be first ballot. Get in. And then Eli's got to wait his turn. Exactly. And if he is a first ballot Hall of Famer, then good on you, NFL. You did something right for once because you never do anything right. Yeah. <laughs> and if you ever listen to, to Nick, which you don't want to listen to Nick, but Nick always says that Eli Manning only got in the Hall of Fame because his last name is Manning. Oh, did you did you listen to that podcast that we had about uh, when we, we were supposed to be talking baseball, but it got it got sidetracked? No, I oh you've been with them. Yeah, you've been on the show with Nick before about talking about Giants. Oh yeah, we got you. into it. We got into it about Eli. And Nick, if you're listening, Eli Manning should be, and I'm not saying he will be because the NFL sucks and they favor the Jets for some weird reason. Yeah. He should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he two will time be. Super Bowl MVP. Two time Super Bowl champion. Only one to beat Tom Brady twice. Single season, single postseason record for passing yards. The clutchest quarterback probably ever in the postseason. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah. And look at, and by the way, both Super Bowls that he won 10 and 6, 9 and 7. Yeah. Think about that. And I think it's too, Nick always knows me because it was like that defense carried him in 2012. The defense was not as good as the 2007 defense. I'm sorry, 2011. 2011, that defense was not as good as the 2007 defense. And Eli Manning had a really good passing number throughout that entire regular season. Like, he was very good that year. I got to disagree with you there, Rook. Uh, <laughs> the defense in 2011 was better than the 2007 defense. Were they? Yeah, uh, in my eyes, yeah. No, but you I'm had, saying ranking-wise. Like, no, NFL ranking-wise, they were not. You like uh, about the regular about the regular season, they were like late twenty. No, ranking wise, completely different story. I'm talking about in a Giants fan's eyes. You had JPP; he had a career year by far. Well, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, Justin Tuck, self-explanatory. Yeah. OCU Manura. 
Chris Cannon. No, all right, I get it. You're right. When you say and, it that way. And, and then you had Barry Cofield, like, switching out with Chris Cannon. Yeah. No, when you say it that way, yeah, obviously that's, that sounds much and better. And then you had Jonathan Casillas. Yeah. Jonathan Casillas. Discount yeah. double check. Yeah. <laughs> What do you call? It? Well, we'll we'll get into this more next week because I have to look at yeah, the absolutely. Stat list, we're but we're, getting, we're getting real sidetracked now. We're getting sidetracked here. All right, so prediction: Jacksonville Jaguar game. You'll be there. So, what do you predict? Final score? Uh, so I I don't think the Giants are going to have that game where they collapse. So I'm going to say 34 to 20. I think this is where they're going to break 30 points. Yeah, I know the Giants is like they they've broken past that. 20 point barrier a few times now because before when you were like I it really hurts me to say that they're gonna break 30 points because I'm like my heart's pounding now but because with Joe Judge with Joe Judge they never even broke 20 points so like now they're consistently hitting 20 we want to see a 30 point game well Joe Judge was the wannabe Belichick he wore the hoodie he was bad he was bad it's good that he's gone I'm actually gonna go less than you I don't think the Giants gonna break 30 I think the Giants win this game 28 20 I think it's gonna be a little bit closer. Okay. I think it's gonna be a little bit closer. I think it's gonna be something them having to make a, a comeback late again. It's just so, that's the Giants' way at this point. It's gonna be uh, cardiac football the rest of the way. Um, I think they come out with it. I think they, I think they're a better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Um, but you know, on the road, it's, it's might be a little bit tougher. I mean, not like the Jacksonville Jaguars is that has to fill out the stadium or anything like that, a crazy crowd. But uh, it's still just still traveling. You're on the road. Um, but I think I think Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback in this game. Trevor Lawrence. I think last week was against a really shitty defense, the Colts. But I think the Giants do win this game, twenty eight twenty. That's my prediction. And my other prediction: yeah. pain. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> for Jacksonville, not for us. I hope so because <laughs> I have a comeback for the Duval champ. What is that? Because as everyone knows, it's. Duval. Yeah. My girlfriend chants it all the time. <laughs> He's from here. And my comeback is no rings. <laughs> so, I mean, sure. but I think, I think this is the game that Brian Dable's offense breaks 30 points. That'd be awesome. Be great to say. I'd love it. I love, I love a nice, easy win. Because right. you because you can say that the Chicago game was an easy win, the Carolina game was an easy win, but I think that I think our team was still developing into yeah. what they are now. And then they go into Green Bay and they go into Baltimore. Not like hype, like yeah, but like obviously we were we were in London and we were in New York. Obviously, everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, but. I, I I see no reason that we don't win this game by at least two scores. Yeah. If it's not 34 to 20, it's by two scores. Wow. Bold prediction. And Third period burden. so I'm going to be tailgating there. Uh, if you guys don't follow me already, follow me on Twitter, three period bourbon, and I will be posting something. <laughs> yeah, definitely tag us in it too. And we'll uh, along. I may even go live. So if you guys want to tune in, awesome. I'll be going live at the tailgate. I'll have my smoker with me. I'll Sweet. be we'll have some beers ready, beers on ice. And you know, let's go Giants. That's it all I got. You make everyone want to flood out of Jackson Jacksonville. 
dude, you get you, you got to come down here sometime. Jesus. I do have to come down there. I haven't I haven't been there in a while. I do have to find a way. Like I said, I have the two kids, so it's tough. But ah, yeah, we gotta figure it out. I got I got a cat and a dog, so it's it's the same thing, right? It, yeah, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell, don't let my wife hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, it was a pleasure. Actually, no, my quick question is: you have a third pair of bourbon. Obviously, for the Rangers, your your tradition is to have that bourbon right before, uh, you know, when the third period starts. Do we have one for the Giants? Is it a fourth quarter uh, Bush Lights or something? Uh, well, I'm going to start one here for you right now. Let's go. Let's hear it. I'm going to do fourth quarter four beer funnel. God, I'll pass. I can't, I can't do that one. Uh, uh, okay. Well, all right. Rook, let, let's honestly, right now, debut episode, let's come up with a tradition right now because I, I really don't have one for the Giants. All right, I, I don't know. I think, uh, well, lately the fourth quarter team, I mean, that's when the teams have taken off. So it's got to be like some sort of fourth quarter beer, like fourth quarter buds or something like that. Uh, let's think. Um, I think like a New York beer. If there's a New York beer that could. Uh... Fourth quarter, Captain Lawrence. How about that? Captain Lawrence. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that makes sense, though, because you have Dexter Lawrence and he's a captain. Boom. Boom. He is the captain out. of the defense. Fourth quarter. Oh, well, all right. How about this? We'll work on it. <laughs> no, I got a hashtag for it right now. Oh, here we go. Fourth quarter, sexy Dexy. Let's go. I love it. We drink Captain Lawrence, and we'll and we'll we'll have some Captain Lawrence on reserve. Yes, I have that. to go. I have to go. I have to go pick them up now. Yeah. By the way, there. if anyone's listening, uh, the classic lager by Captain Lawrence, best beer they make. Yeah, there you go. I've actually never had Captain Lawrence before, so I gotta figure out check it out. Oh, great brewery! That's what, that's what that's what my dad drinks during the Rangers playoffs. Oh yeah, he because he'll, he'll only drink New York beer. Oh, that's awesome! And it's uh, Captain Lawrence Hop Commander. That's what he drinks. Nice, nice. And then obviously third period bourbon. Yeah. Oh yeah, third period bourbon gets. It was a good. It was a good luck charm. Uh, getting. I mean, every single game that I've drank it this year, they've won. Oh, there you go. The only reason I didn't drink it in the Winnipeg game is because I was I had like I had way too much before. So, <laughs> all right, well here it is. We started fourth quarter, sexy Dexy. Fourth quarter, sexy Dexy. And we're we're drinking some Captain Lawrence every fourth quarter. All right, Dave, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, and everyone tune in to us every week. I think we're we're gonna try to record Mondays, release it on Tuesdays. So every Tuesday morning, you will deal with us talking about New York Giants and get ready. Hopefully filming on every Victory Monday. I'll record every Victory Monday. I mean, if we're not Victory Monday, we're still going to be here. We're talking to some New York Giants because we are the big blue lifers. And we will never quit being big blue, big blue fans. Got my old school giant hat. I love it. I actually have to buy my, my old throwback, uh, the uh, retro jersey. I got the, uh, the American flag one. That's nice. That's sweet. Real sweet. All right, Dave. You have yourself a good night. All right, Rook. You have yourself a good night. <laughs> Play later.